0: I'm excited about how technology is uh, being,
1: being democratized, how it's plunging in cost. One
0: all. of our missions is to positively impact one billion people. The relevance of a new technology to solving problems that affect like a billion people. All
1: great stuff happens because someone inspires someone else to do something.
0: The next wave of innovation is going to be eroding the territory. How's it, future digital connected workers? Welcome back to another episode of Exponential Africa, where we are fortunate enough to be in the heart of innovation and disruption, San Francisco. We are chatting to the CEO of Possible, Lawrence Whittle, which is a company that takes analog ways of working and digitally transforms it. Possible talks about the connected augmented worker and how to create more efficiency using technology and digitization. Take a look into this episode to find more about the future of work, and I really hope you enjoy it. Cheers. None of this would be possible without the incredible support of our partners. Our collaboration partners are the Development Bank of Southern Africa, Discovery, Deloitte, and MTN. Our collaboration partner, the Development Bank of Southern Africa, who is also our first Singularity U South Africa country partner, has a focus in how to bring prosperity to all South Africans through infrastructure development, communications and technology. And they have some massive ambitious projects which we'll be sharing with you over the coming months. Our other collaboration partner is Discovery. Discovery is a shared value insurance company whose purpose and ambition are achieved through pioneering business model that incentivizes people to be healthier and enhances and protects their lives. They have been written about in many books. And today, Discovery covers over 5.1 million clients, which is incredible. Our next collaboration partner is Deloitte, who have also become a country partner with Singularity U South Africa. And we've been building an incredible relationship with Deloitte over the last three years. Working with their team has really shown us how Deloitte really does live up to their mantra of delivering impact into Africa and, and helping their clients transform and be ready for the future. Our next collaboration partner is also a country partner of Singularity South Africa, and we are proud to say they are the largest mobile network across Africa, MTN. MTN is leading the way in communications, bringing voice and data communications to millions of South Africans. Welcome back to Exponential Africa. I'm Mick Mann from Singularity U South Africa, and we are privileged and grateful to be with Lawrence Whittle, who's the CEO of Possible. Lawrence, thanks for being on the show.
1: My pleasure. Good to
0: so, meet you. do you want to tell us a little bit about how Possible began and a bit of the background?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, we've been uh, in existence for six years. Um, when the company started, we needed to liberate the industrial worker, or what's often called the deskless worker. And we, what we mean by liberate, if you go into um, an industrial environment, whether it's a mine, whether it's a manufacturing site, whether it's a distribution center, there is binders, there's paper. There's walkie-talkies, and there's human knowledge. And so what we're doing is bringing all of that knowledge into a single digital environment to ensure that jobs are executed correctly first time every time. Whereas if you go into an office, you'll see computers. And so we had a hypothesis that there was an obvious... Uh, benefit of enabling those deskless workers to be digitized in the same way that people at are the, a are the desk. So that was the idea. Um, you know, six years later, we're in 70 countries and uh, we really do believe we are liberating the industrial world. Um, the key thing, though, however, is it's, it's really about how do we drive efficiency, quality, and safety yeah. um, against the background of the changing industrial world, which is often called Industry 4.0. Wow,
0: incredible. Can you explain the goal of the newly connected uh,
1: workers? Yeah, so. If you've been reading about the noise around uh, Industry 4.0 or the the robots are taking over or to singularity is coming, meaning the robots are going to start building robots, Um, the reality is that humans aren't going away, but their jobs are changing. Um, And when their jobs are changing, you need to make sure they're connected in the same way that machines are being connected because the efficiency gains of making sure that humans to humans and humans to machines are connected is clearly driver for efficiency in the future. The other big piece to recognise is that as the demographic of the industrial worker changes, um, away from the 30- to 40-year veteran who did everything in their memory or was used to sitting with a binder. The average millennial, when you give them the six-inch binder, will say, hey, that's not the way I've learned. So you've also got to recognise that this connected worker uh, value proposition is also related to the reality of the demographic change of the worker.
0: Amazing. Wow, that's very cool. Thank you. And, um, and, and, and do you, have you seen a lot of efficiencies being created in the companies that you're working with? Simple ERP systems to show you one start to end, but your system actually shows you where the inefficiencies
1: lie. Yeah, so if you think about... Um, two two sort of concepts. So first of all, when you think about an enterprise system, SAP, Oracle, or even a homegrown system, it will tell you what to do. Do this. What we're actually doing is telling you how to do it and prescriptively capturing data to make sure the work took place. So it's really this last one metre, the last three feet of work activity, which is in a blind spot at the moment. It's not actually data that's occurring. So we're really sort of completing that final one meter of activity into a digital environment to make sure that work is executed correctly first time every time. In terms of efficiency, it's really, really interesting. So if you think about all work processes, there's a lot of non-productive time. Someone's waiting for someone else to finish something or for someone to notify something. So just this concept of collaboration, the ability for people to be connected, to say, hey, the job is my task is finished, your task can start. Yeah. The other efficiency ga- uh, gain is just making sure that the job's done correctly. Because if it's done correctly nine times out of 10 within two hours, that's great. But if in the 10th time it takes four hours because someone didn't do it correctly, then the whole average is basically skewed. So it's really about two things, making sure that people are connected to, to reduce non-productive time, and then making sure that people execute work correctly every time, so you don't get rework or mistakes.
0: No, I love it. It it's like, creates a whole new layer of uh, accountability and the compliance. And
1: in fact, when we officially started uh, six years ago, one of the biggest drivers was around safety. Um, so compliance often has a sort of a legal or sort of head office, but if you can have people executing work in a compliant way, Often it drives safety, so safety, quality, and efficiency are all highly correlated. So this compliance layer is not just about making sure people are compliant in this literal sense, but actually making sure that people execute things safely. If you do it safely, quality goes up, efficiency goes up, everyone gains. Uh, But
0: how do you see this this human-powered factory in the future? Where do you see this going in the future?
1: When we think about uh, the future of Industry 4.0 or the factory of the future, um, we abstract it to a very, very conceptual level, first of all, and then go down to the practicality. So humans are not going away. And so if you think about even the highly automated environment of the factory of the future, um, a lot of the repetitive manual tasks are being done by machines and robots over time. You will not need someone to sweep the factory floor or sweep the office floor because robots can do that very well. But the role of humans becomes really, really important because starting a process and finishing a process, making sure the process is done correctly at specific points of the process, humans are going to be doing that for now and forever. And ever may sound a long time, but we fundamentally believe it. There are so many tasks that humans cannot be replaced upon and there's many tasks that humans are doing that they shouldn't be doing. And so this is around the harmony of the human plus the machine. And if you can have those two things operating in harmony, the whole efficiency then goes to us to another level. So do not leave the humans behind. And we're sat in Silicon Valley and if you googled some of the uh, you know obviously Elon Musk one of the iconic people in the valley, ask his opinion on what he thinks about humans now. Famous for saying he underestimated the value of humans in that highly automated factory. Wow. Because they're needed for very, very specific tasks. And increasingly they will become the trigger point of issues. If you don't automate the humans in the same way as you automate the factory, you've got a problem. Does Tesla have a lot of humans still? So they are trying to rapidly add humans. Wow. What the uh, computers are doing and what the automation is doing, what the robots are doing, is ultimately doing very, very high volume repetitive work. The skilled work is often still done by humans. Yeah. And there is a massive shortage of three things coming in the world. You know this in Africa, food, water, and humans to execute work. So there is a predicted huge shortage in all nations around the world. Even in low cost nations, efficiency is falling behind labor costs. So even. Efficiency is increasing in terms of automation. Labour costs are going even faster. So this is the inevitability. Yes. Shortage of food, shortage of water, and a shortage of humans. These are really, really important issues. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, uh, just 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 going onto something a
0: little bit different is that we see you as a, as a you know incredible leader in in, uh, in from Silicon Valley and in your space. What do you think a, a digital leader should possess? What sort of qualities and characteristics?
1: Yeah. So I, I think the. Uh, you know, the company, and maybe myself, is a little bit unusual, um, I've spent most of my life in the industrial world. So I've spent the last 20 years in the software industry, but my family's from a blue collar background. So I think when you think about digitization or you know, transforming the business or just really taking the company to the next level, do not forget the practicality of what actually goes on. So when I think about digital transformation, everyone's doing digital transformation, but uh, go down to the practical level and figure out what's really going on because it's a very conceptual view. And the reason why I think we've been successful is because we focus on the humans. So we're looking to digitally transform the humans, not to figure out where to put robots. And that's really what we believe is pragmatism of high tech, but with the practical nature of what actually goes on. No,
0: awesome. Thank you so much. I think that was fantastic. Lawrence uh, from Possible, the CEO of Possible. Make sure to subscribe and See you on the next Exponential Africa. Thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. So I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure to digitally transform your own business so that you can thrive in the future as an exponential professional. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to like and subscribe. And you can catch us on YouTube on our YouTube channel on Singularity U South Africa. Have a great day and keep smiling.